Good evening. We are back. Well, Welcome to another edition. Uh, wait, let me let me start right real quick. It's not. No, because I start talking. Come on, come on now. And then you know we get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, haters of all ages, welcome to the UDK podcast. I am your host Jay Easy. To my left, Hex. To my right, KG from DC. In the middle, and in the building, as always, J to the R. And we are here, and it is so good to be here oh, once again so for together. another week. We have survived. We have made it really? physically, mentally, emotionally, mostly intact. My knee has been bothered. Um, physically, my knee has been bothered. It's me. been raining. You know, it's been thunderstorm earlier, and my whole right knee felt like it was going to fall off. I swear to God. Um, wellness check. How's everybody feeling? How y'all doing? Hey, A lot of deep breaths and pauses. Pretty good this week. Pretty good. Thank you. Thank, yeah. thank so, you. We got it pretty good. Yes. Right. We got it pretty good. So, um, you know, my allergies haven't been bothering me this week. Um, Man, amazingly. Listen. For the first time this season. I think all season. the cicadas have been eating everything, all the pollen. The cicadas. <laughs> is that what it is? They've been doing, I don't know what they do, but they're doing something. Okay. Hex, how you feel? I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm here. Yeah. Herb? I'm good, bro. We had a short week. It seemed like a long, short week. But it was a short week nonetheless. So. It was a short week? Yeah, we had uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. My bad, I had to work. Yeah, My bad, I had to work. Short week for some. Shout out to everybody who has to work on uh, holidays, who has to listen to everybody else. Oh, man, you know we had a day off? What day off? What the fuck are you talking about? KG? Oh, I'm stressed the fuck out, but it doesn't really matter because I got shit to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm yeah, with it. I'm exactly. with shit. Hell yeah. Um, So, uh, first thing we're going to talk about, uh, our president... Mm-hmm. Not y'all's president now. It's our president. I'll claim this one. I ain't claiming that one. Um, he visited uh, a place that I know everybody in this room knows, but that's not taught in schools. It's not in your typical public school uh, curriculum. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Tulsa, Oklahoma is uh, the place where black folks know about Black Wall Street. Right, you know about Black Wall Street. That's kind of like the the crown jewel when you think about Black excellence and you think about community wealth and and stuff like that. You you look at Black Wall Street, and be like, you know, that's what we aspire to. But there's a darker side. Mm-hmm. Well, let's clarify that. Now, go ahead, clarify. Because, like, we've had these talks off camera and we off uh, off mic, 
and we've also talked about this watching other movies talk about how and other podcasts lots of people just didn't know that this even existed and to wipe black excellence off of hold on hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let me okay, get that let me okay, get that let me okay, get that. okay. Then, uh, so then don't give me the mic there's another my bad <laughs> Fuck, well, I'm joking I'm joking there's another side to black wall street that even fewer people True. knew about True. and that is the greenwood massacre uh it was 1921 june 1st right mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna try not to get emotional i'm gonna try not to get emotional uh the story goes i wish you wouldn't uh yeah the story goes that there was a situation with a young man uh in an elevator mm-hmm. with a young black man in an elevator with a white woman now hex uh correct me if i'm wrong but there were some accounts that said that they thought that he attacked her and there were other ones said that they were having some uh they were having an intimate moment mm-hmm. right. Right. There's only it's only well the only story that came to be was at the time there was one building where blacks could use the restroom mm-hmm. and they were working in the in the white side of town and Tulsa at the time was separated by railroad tracks to right. the side of the black versus white side of town and so a number of blacks worked on the white side of town and when they needed to use the restroom they had a building they could go down a couple blocks in this particular case from where this guy was a shoe shine so uh, man and at the time he went. Two, two blocks down to the fourth floor and it was a a building in which they had an elevator operator and so they were talking about how hard it was to you know to, to actually to run one that's why they had someone who would stay in the actual elevator and go mm-hmm. from floor to floor well the young lady she wound it up and got to the to, the, to his floor and um, got to the first floor so he could get on to go to the fourth floor and when he did she couldn't get the floor even so when you would twist the, the knob on this elevator, it would manually get the floor to a point where you'd want it to get even so you could step on. Well, she didn't have it quite even, and so when he stepped on, he tripped. And when he tripped, he leaned forward and he grabbed her arm, being that she was right there in front of him as the operator. And she screamed. And then someone down the hall heard the scream. He fell, he got up, realizing, uh-oh, it's 1921. There's a white woman screaming. That's a white woman just screamed. It's going to be a problem. He got up and he ran. So then some people saw him run. So when they saw the running with the screaming, people just put the two and two together. And some people called the police and said, a Negro just tried to rape a white woman in broad daylight. And it goes from there. And I can go further into the story, but, you know. Yeah. uh, So uh, after that, um, they had the young man and they were going to try him for, I think it was for assault. And apparently there was a mob that formed and the white mob outside was like, no, we're not trying him. You're going to give us the nigga. Give us the nigga. Like you're not going to just put him on trial like he's a human. Mm -hmm. Give us the nigga. (laughs) When there were some World War One veterans who were there who were black and heard about the situation, they went down there and was like, nah, cuz. Like you ain't going to. 75 plus black. No, that's not going. Yeah, that's not going to fly. Things got tense, of course. There was a gun drawn, there was a shot, and that ended up having the mob who was outside to lynch the young man chase them to Black Wall Street. They chased them, shooting at them, and then that just snowballed and spiraled into 
the massacre. And I thought that Biden actually speaking on this, mm-hmm. um, it was it was a great, not a great moment, but I just felt a sense of uh, of pride in my president for speaking on something that I knew about that I never expected one of our presidents to talk about. I didn't. Ever. I didn't expect us to actually take the time and have the balls to actually speak up about something that we had done specifically to black people in such a way. I, I was I was completely shocked. And well, in well, let's say, well, let's say this. Could this have possibly happened without a vice president who had a first black president to be able to have a family who could have told him these stories? Would it have been possible? And not just tell him, because again, presidents have lots of latitude in terms of knowledge and understanding of things. But when you've had to live for eight years with a black family who has lots of understanding of their history and what has gone on before them, and be perfectly honest, I'm really not talking about Barack. I'm really talking about his wife. Michelle, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same but thing. But I am speaking of people who have, because Barack definitely has an understanding of his history. So I don't want to dismiss him. I simply want to talk about the vitriol that comes from Michelle's voice when she's talking about things. And that's different. Barack has a Harvard way of explaining what actually happened and what may not have happened. Michelle is talking from the South Side. Mm-hmm. That's a different feeling in hearing the stories. And I think that that would have come off a little bit different over eight years of understanding who these people are and what happens afterward to be able to feel what people have gone through. Do we think, I guess, do y'all think him speaking? In this place, on this date, do we feel like this is going to be something that, uh, I guess, is helpful? Do we think this is, is this all just talk? Or is this something that we feel like is going to be helpful to get some kind of an understanding? Because it's not one of us saying it. Like, we can say it, you know, we can say it all day long. But if it's one of them, say, the top one of somebody from the dominant society or the other society that's saying it, do we feel like this is a step to get people to say, you know what, let me go ahead and, and see if I can understand. I think it's a, it's a start to me that, <clears throat> that we can have the conversation. Remember, for, for I don't know how long, this was something that was swept under the rug or mm-hmm. not even acknowledged. Um, I have a hard time understanding why that was why we can lose so many American lives in, in, in a situation like this and, and it not be something that all Americans are aware of. I mean, I know the obvious reasons. It's just a shame that it, that that's where we are a uh, hundred hundred years <laughs> later, bro. It's, it's I, just if you if you go back to when we first got started, one of the biggest things I always harp on is the media, and and unfortunately, what we have is personally owned, white dominated media, and as long as you have someone who can control what they choose to share with the public and you have to imagine at that time the newspaper was everything mm-hmm. it was the only thing aside from radio right mm-hmm. so if you if you have someone who's who's dictating what you're even able to hear then you're 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 in a trap 
you're in a trap because once again, it kind of goes to what we talked about last week with the critical race theory. Mm-hmm. You are choosing that you don't want these horrendous stories of of, of grandma and and papa and granddad to be remembered, and for someone to go, oh yeah, I remember my granddad was down there. Yep. They have found a way to run from things that. That's what we talked about. How we can't. We got to get on the same page. Yes, you weren't even there, so you don't want to be uh, uh, blamed for the conflict that we deal with as, as a nation racially. But then you won't own it for someone else's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And so, as long as that is the case, unfortunately, here's what happens here: we have someone who dictates. Because if you see that end of the story, one of the first things that happens is the mayor of the town in Tulsa who was mayor from uh, 1912 to 1922, he says uh, unequivocally, we're not going to discuss this any further. Mm-hmm. And if anyone dares to say that the white side of society in Tulsa at the time had anything to do with these deaths, it's an all-out lie. Doesn't that, that kind of... I'm, I'm going to get you, KG. Doesn't that kind of sound like Something we're going through with something tragic happens, and then we just say that we're not going to talk about it January, January 6th. A hundred years later. <laughs> yes. But did this thing happen like January 6th? 90 years. But I, I don't even know that. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, what I will talk about is how easy it is to just move forward from desecration. And when we're talking about people who will so easily parse away the fact that um, people have been destroyed and erased from the map. I've had this conversation with many of my friends here. Matter of fact, everyone who's here. But further, like, so what is the difference between a Mexican and a Native American? Because these lines were only drawn by white people, right? Thank you. Mm -hmm. So... Is there a difference or did we eliminate people f- peoples from being the same in the lower half of Northern America by white people drawing lines? And I really want someone who understands like genealogy to be able to explain it to me because if you're saying that the same people who were uh Mexican at the time because Mexico was a country and then the people who were uh, Inuit okay. dealing with uh, Alaskans Alaska. what changed in between the eras? It Did anything change or was it just white influence? I, th- I think the the Alaskan part is they're far, they're far enough away to not matter Kind of, kind well, of, all of them don't matter to America, but, but I, in, I hear you. In context of like how we think of Virgin Islands and Guam, yeah, 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 they're U.S. territories, but we don't get Haitians you, you and watch on the news. Did you see what happened in Guam? Haitians and Dominicans. So, right. so, the same so what you're saying is that uh, I guess I don't want to call them the dominant society, the larger society, if you will, has been in power so long that they're just used to be being able to say what something is what and something, if something they, yes. they're used to naming that. It's like, well. We're in power, so now you're a Mexican, and a mile down the road, you're a Native American, and that happened, but that didn't happen. As long I've as, seen it. As long as they had the power, which was guns. That's all that dictated that. See, because if you watch, remember the, the third episode of Exterminate All the Brutes, 
They show you they show you that the Battle of Alamo and how when that went down, we they counted back and was like, the Mexicans is serious. They came prepared. They had a backup plan. They knew how to flank. They had, they they had an approach to war, and they were like, let's get about here. Every time there's somebody who can defend themselves, these suckers always disappear. Now, when it came to the to the Native American, they didn't ha- they didn't have the guns at all, right? And they didn't have the numbers. And with the with the with the Tulsa situation, uh, the black people that were there, the, the veterans, they had guns, but didn't apparently white people had white men had planes. But we didn't have the numbers, and we didn't have planes. These motherfuckers had planes. And don't forget, you're talking to an oppressed people. You're talking to a group of people who are who have found a way to survive. Keep your heads down. Still, still be proud, but keep your head down because the laws are set up in such a way that they demoralize you and will ultimately destroy you. And it's not just that they survived. They also thrived in a way that they wanted to mimic the people who took them over. And that made them sedentary in a way that they wanted to be sophisticated as opposed to being military and that put them at risk to be taken over in that way but I want to go to JR and make sure that he un- he says what he's saying so actually I want to circle back to you easy um, and we at the top of this uh, you talked about uh, the kind of the authenticity of um, when this is coming up through Biden um my thing is, it's never. It, it, we can take what we what we can get mm. because, and we got to run with it because a lot of times um, people tend to try to find closure, and we can't find closure if we let the, the issue just kind of die. So whenever it kind of comes up, we have to now make it a big deal. It can't be something they've already shoved it under the rug. We have to expose it and we have to go down the road. So that being said, I think that there's no time better than the present to do that. And you know what's funny? So um, I was watching uh, uh, there was a 60 Minutes uh, special that they had like 11 months ago, almost a year ago. Right. And they were talking to it was about the massacre and they were talking to uh the mayor of tulsa in 2018 gt bynum mm-hmm. right and they kept wanting to emphasize that he was republican it was like the republican mayor mm-hmm. i was like okay all right how many fucking times are y'all gonna say that like we we get it mm-hmm. he wanted to reopen the homicide investigation about it so that people could yeah. get closure and they could figure out because they, they didn't know who where who was where right because right. they took the bodies just buried them and was like all right sure. it's mass graves yeah sure so the the closure for the people that are there and the recognition of what happened to say, you know what, this may have been a word of mouth uh, oral history that you've told to each other, but this actually happened. It just, I, I got emotional again. I was like, just to not be able to, to, to tell people, but because it's not in a book or there's not a professor that teaches it, people be like, that ain't happened or, you know, whatever the case may be, just got to be, just got to be killer. Sure. We, I mean, we work, we work so damn hard to get these POWs back and, and they're, and they have served this country. At the same time, we have to understand that this these are Americans, mm-hmm. and and this is this is not something that you can sweep under the rug. This is something that there were lives affected. There were um, people who grew up without you know family members. That you know this is something that we have to be sick about, and we have to not we have to ride for it the way they ride. What, what everyone rides for everything else, we have to ride for this. Okay. Let me say when I when I first sent y'all the text about about the program and again if you guys get a chance to check it out it's called um, 
Dreamland, the burning of Tulsa. The thing that made me when I came in today, I said it made me sad, is because you know how many times you hear somebody say, "Black folks got to work together." Black folks just got we gotta we gotta care about each other. We gotta stop doing blah blah blah. We gotta stop stop stop. We gotta get it together. But see what you don't realize is, which is someone like myself is always trying to reiterate reiterate to people is you gotta see the big picture, and we are always working together. But we have an actual enemy who is trying to always keep us from reaching our goal. If you see this story, the irony of this story is it is it is beyond cliche because if you look at how they are trying to gentrify these neighborhoods, mm-hmm. it is the very same thing that happened then. Ultimately, in this story, it comes down to the reason all these black folks are even in Tulsa is because the white man has made a deal with the five civilized tribes. That's what they call the five main Native Indian American tribes. Man. Seminoles, Chickawas, Cherokee, and Creeks, and so on. So with that being the case, they make a deal, and they basically trade them. North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama. We're going to trade you that for Oklahoma. Now, y'all get up out of here, and y'all go to Oklahoma. Now, we're gonna get, what we're going to do is we're going to come on down here to the South, which we now call the South. But the issue, what happens is they didn't realize that when, when they made this deal and they finally decided to have this thing called the Freeman, that was once slavery was over in 1866, they mm-hmm. said, all right, you can't have, nobody can have a slave. We don't care if, what part of town you think you're in. We don't care if, you're not, if it's not being enforced where you are. These black people are now free. And every person is going to get 160 acres of land. And when they gave us 160 acres of land, ultimately what happened is we were sitting on top of a gold mine. Tulsa ended up being the number one producer of oil, Mm -hmm. crude oil in the world. You just gave the black folks who used to be slaves Uh 160 acres and the acres are sitting on the most profitable, profitable land in the country at the time, in the world at the time. So now you got Texas tea, didn't that remind me of uh, what was the name of the show? Bellio, Bellio, Bellio. Gave us this land, and they realized. So then, what happens is ultimately you got folks coming from everywhere across the world, across the country, especially white men coming to try and buy part of our land back, or trying to trick us out of some of our land back. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, to, to we man, the story is so deep because even after this massacre, you know, one of the main things they did when we talk about well, that's why I was talking about how we, people always trying to say we got to work together. But when we were working together, there was 191 black-owned businesses in, on, on Black Wall Street in Greenwood in Tulsa, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we were self-sufficient. We had we had everything we needed, and we had some of the most prominent people. But we actually did it together, and our dollars stayed with each other. Now we always say that. Killer Mike comes on, and we gotta come, we gotta strategize, come up with a plan. We do, but once again, I don't want people to be always frustrated in the thought of we still out here selling dope and worried about hip hop and blah blah blah. But you don't realize again, somebody is keeping us from doing what they know we will already do. Mm-hmm. I just want to start this off with saying I love Monique. Monique is so special because she is such a special person about talent and amazingness even though she's from Baltimore Monique and I'm gonna talk this shit comedian yes I am talking about Monique comedian trying to tell people right now you're better than bonnets you can be more 
you don't have to be this way in front of these white people. You don't have to be this way in front of black people. Nah, we want to fight and beat the shit out of her because, oh, it's just time to beat on somebody who wants to tell us we can't be who we want to be. When we're dealing with Tulsa, when we're dealing with actually being people who want to be proper, who and when I say proper, I'm not talking about acting like you got money. I'm talking about people who want to prosper and show themselves as people of stature in any community. Fuck the white community. Just any community. You have to be able to respect yourself enough to be able to defend yourself. And people right now are not defending themselves the same way that Tulsa didn't defend itself. They didn't know they had to. Not at that level. Well, not yeah, at that level. not at that but level. That, but that's what yeah, I'm talking about. Level. Are you prepared for war? Having you know, to know that you were people who just got out of the fire. And I'm not shitting on people from Tulsa. You need to know you are an excerpt from society. You need to know that you just stepped out and you are golden out here and you are shining in front of these people who right. will snatch that shit right back from you. And because you know what? They thought they were you. Right. You know what? The only way the only way that you can know the level of defense that you need is to know what can happen. And to know what the threat of the danger is, but there's no way to know that if you don't get taught and you don't have that information. If you don't know this can happen, yeah. then you don't know what level you need to go to to be prepared. And that's where we're that, that's and, where the system is trying to take he, us. Here's the thing: these were people who just got out of the flame. And if there's anything that would have made sense, even though I, I'm not blaming them, I'm simply saying, in retrospect. In looking at it, in what we should be seeing in our society right now with all our millionaires and a few billionaires out here, please look at yourself when Monique is telling you, take the bonnets off to understand you just got out of the fire. And please understand that they will always look at you in a certain way if you don't do something to fall back and create concrete walls around you you can be funny on your own i'm sorry you can be you can be funny on your own if there was a black twitter that was a black twitter mm -hmm. but when black twitter goes to everyone else too it's not a protected wall and you need to make sure that you can protect yourselves against the flame that's going on outside of your walls to me this is simply another instance of a deal being made with our Caucasian brothers and sisters, <laughs> us believing that that deal was true to their word and them going back on their word to the point where they had to destroy these folks. 30, 35 blocks worth of. Mm -hmm. Say it again. 35 blocks worth of black excellence needed to be destroyed for whatever reason that they decided at that time. I know there's there's some detail, but, but 1,250 homes. Yep. It was at their leisure. That they decided, and our our country decided to sweep it under the rug, bro. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um. So yeah, if you get a chance to, please check out what was the name of the um the special. It's called uh, again 
Dreamland, Burning of Tulsa. And there's another one uh, I saw MSNBC, uh, Blood on Black Wall Street. If you get a chance to check those out, uh, Biden has laid out a plan to address the racial wealth gap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over that real quick because, I mean, I pulled it up. So I do want to say that but, I appreciate Biden. At least he's put it out in the ethos so that we can have a conversation about attempting. it. It's not uh, it, nine times out of ten if you want to solve a problem, you have to yeah actually have to have a discussion about it yes. yeah. to find out the cause and effect. So yeah. the fact that he's putting it out there to at least attempt to have the discussion, because you know our Republican brothers and sisters are going to do what they can to, to kill this the same way they, they're trying to kill critical race theory. And anything that, like they say, uh, makes a, a, a Caucasian person feel sorry for being what color they are. I got you. Patrick, real quick. Um, and, and, and when the, special, the specials that I saw, uh, the dude that I was talking about, the mayor in 2018, he said he was having a, he was uh, out eating with his family and he had just announced that they were going to go into this investigation and it was a family that actually walked up on him while he was eating and said why are you doing this you're just trying to make my family who was from Tulsa look bad and in my mind the first thing in my mind is like how the fuck is this about you thank you how do you make this about you these people died this generation of wealth these generations have been snuffed out but yet you want to walk up to the man who's trying to get some closure for these people and you're saying it's about me <laughs> So you, you gotta you gotta keep that evil in context. See, these people were living in a time where they always got away with whatever they wanted to do. So there was no there was no accountability for treating black people any kind of way. And so ultimately what they say this all came down to was was jealousy, one, and that they could see when the train would go when the train would show up and then the train would go away. They can see from from the other side of railroad tracks how well we were doing, how well we were living, and how the main thing most people even wanted most people were what well to do, but there were most but most people had a home and they were and they were comfortable, <coughs> and that means they were living the American dream. But see, ultimately, what you see that's happening is it, we were talking about how should we even discuss it? Mm -hmm. Why is it in the books? It is the insurrection once again, yeah. and, I, and, I, yes. and I'm so proud of Biden bringing it up and being willing to articulate it the way he does because he yeah. said some things I would have never expected him to go into detail. Yes, about. but ultimately it is the it is the equivalent of January 6 because ultimately now that we see, which we'll, we're going to go into a little further detail in the next segment, but you'll see that there's no consequence. See, so that so that's why they're shocked right now. Like, what you mean you want to have a commission about did we kill five cops? And do we hurt anybody else? They're like, dude, we're white. We never face consequence. <laughs> this is what and, we do. And that's why we can say to ourselves, how does an entire town decide to agree? You got Because you got the black people who are scared enough. Anybody who's still in town. You know, at the time, the Red Cross was giving out free, free train tickets to get out of town. If mm -hmm. you want to just move, move away. Let it all go. And see, even one of the black, all the black women who, who spoke, it was a child at the time. She had tears in her eyes and she was saying, can't we just let this go? And it was like the fear. She was afraid still, bruh, that this could still happen. And the truth is, it did. Yeah. And nobody's paying the price for it. We get these sprinkles of someone's getting losing their job because yeah. they pepper sprayed the officer. But what we're seeing is, it didn't even, in this case, they didn't have to hurt black folks. They hurt the blue folks. And they still didn't face consequence. So who has power? Yeah. Um, another thing, and I'm glad you mentioned about what Biden said. Um, another thing that I was proud of him saying is that he actually had numbers to back up his uh, his thoughts and prayers when it came to our situation. Are those um, called facts? Okay, these these called numbers in, in the budget now. World, <laughs> he um he has the American Jobs Plan, 
which he's still trying to get through Congress, which is trying to, you know, infrastructure and the whole deal. But some of that jobs plan is actually dedicated to decreasing the racial uh, wealth gap. Uh, some of the numbers that he talked about, uh, $10 billion community uh, revitalization fund to support community-led civic infrastructure projects. I saw $10 billion, I was like, damn, okay. Mm-hmm. $15 billion for new grants and technical assistance to support the planning, removal, or retrofitting of existing transportation infrastructure. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a win. Mm. Uh, another one, $5 billion for the Unlocking Possibilities Program, an initiative, uh, innovative new grant program that awards flexible and attractive funding to jurisdictions that take steps to reduce needless barriers uh, to producing affordable housing. That wow. sounds good. And the last one, $31 billion in small business programs that will increase access to capital for small businesses and provide mentoring, networking, and other forms of, techni- of technical assistance to socially and economically disadvantaged businesses. That got my attention. Yep. The question, as far as the small business goes, is it's, I'm, I'm glad that he's laid that out. It is our duty, and as being a small business for quite some time, it's our duty as a small business owner to kind of get what that really looks like. To break that down, it, it, they gave us these numbers again, but we have to say what does that look like, and what what qualifies as a small business? Mm-hmm. Because now we can be in, con, in in competition as small business with some of these mid tier businesses, and the, the playing field is still not fair. Mm-hmm. So we have to find out. It's, it's our duty in small business to find out what that really looks like. The numbers sound great. Okay, how is this different from say? The plan 10 years ago mm-hmm. and um, that's that's very important so we have to make sure that we keep our eyes on what's going on we have to stay involved and we have to make sure that we are able to compete to get this money because we don't want to have some loophole come up with somebody else gets it who doesn't deserve it or they try to figure out a way to finesse and yes. to get in that space uh, we also need to hope that republicans actually want to invest in america and stop just taking kickback from the big corporations that they've taken it from you know yes. there's there's a reason why we're in the whole that, that we're in We've been doing The same shit For the longest time And And That's why we're here And you motherfuckers Are fighting I'm sorry And you people Are fighting <laughs> to the end To maintain The same status quo system That has us Mortgaging Everybody else's Fucking future Hold, yes. hold up don't apologize for saying motherfucker when your whole segment is fuck that guy. That's true. Second of all, better speak that beyond shit. that, we have no we have no fucking tassels on our fucking shoulders. We say what the fuck we want to say and we mean that, but we back it up with facts. And there's facts. nothing going to stop us from saying what we mean. On top of that, let's be clear. Even if Biden is saying it, He's a politician I respect Biden as someone who stepped into the vacuum and is making things yes. a little bit better. But let's be clear. We fight for our own. Mm-hmm. This is not about him. This is not about making him the white savior. This is not someone that any of us on this panel wanted to be the president. Facts. We do hope and pray that this will be a man who will stand in the gap and allow the right person to grow and step into the position. Yes. I hope he can get so, 60 votes in the fucking Senate. That's, that's all that, would be, that would be great. <laughs> and see, let me tell you but again, even that's not about him. That's, that's about true. you stepping into the, into the chasm and 
being able to hold water so that we can press things through. And that's why we, it, it's so important that people, you got to you got to dive into this stuff, man. This is this involves your everyday living. Educate yourself. This yeah. involves your family. This involves your friends. This involves potential and, and a future. However, keep your eye focused on the fact that you actually have somebody who does not want you to accomplish these things. Yes. That, that, that part can't be, be lost because that's when we get frustrated and feel like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who's doing it? And which is, again, how we even got to this point even doing the podcast to begin with. But I think... Too often we we just had this we just a, there's a gap between Biden tells us all about the initiatives that he has, and what happens is if you don't have enough people who have become who who are completely knowledgeable of what he's talking about, and you're not going to go down and read that entire Google page about it, then you you stay you stay lost. Mm-hmm. Now you got to decide: Are you going to make time? To learn about what ha- actually happened, so you can get one of the loans, yeah. apply for a grant, have someone else assist you. Recognize, then you can tell somebody else. Did you know this was working? Did you know this is? Did you know this is what they're working on? Because I, I'm I, too often I find myself frustrated with telling somebody about something and they're completely clueless to what I'm talking about, and I'm like, bruh. We can't keep talking about how we make how we how can we make it or we dying in the streets or they won't give us jobs and the interest rates and then you don't really give a fuck enough to even take the time to indulge yourself when we'll make your black people survive. That's a fact. KG? I wanna say right now, this is the longest first episode. Yeah. I wanna hear the Biden clip. Longest first I wanna hear I wanna we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. This is the longest first section. Well, I don't have, have a clip. I don't have a black clip. I thought you had the clip. Nah, first of all, nah, first of all, don't, don't, don't say what he said. Don't say what There was two black people who were kneeling and praying <laughs> back in the head. First and foremost, there was people running down the street when we have a section and drinking to do in between. You never but know. But what I was you about never to know. say was, this is the longest first section we've ever had. And easy about the rap it's rap, right? all important. So, we're going to send this off to Easy. Hey, look, when y'all are on fire, I, I try not to get in your way. I try not to. It be burning me up because I'll be listening. I'll be enthralled. And, and, and then the clock I want like, the whole hey, show to be about us. When I finished watching that, I said, oh, we're going to do it. That whole thing will be about That's a side show we're going to have later. And you so never and you never know. If we never know where the show is going to take us in the next segment. Catch our bonus clips. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. Uh, we are up, actually are up on the first break. Uh, I'm, I'm itching to get to my 30 yes. minutes ago I'm itching to get to the, my, first, my, my first second third second drink y'all mind y'all business <laughs> we're gonna be back Hex give me one U-D-K ladies and gentlemen I don't have time to be chasing you I gave the green light, you ain't make a move If there's someone else, I won't make you choose Tired of trying to make you see my point of view So inconsistent, them pictures in my phone got me reminiscing You put on the show, but I gotta let the dice roll Boy, you should know
Make it real impossible to love me Soon as I start to get close You start to shove me So I guess to a woman I'm unlovable I'm so introverted that it will make us dysfunctional I'm comfortable Keeping my emotions in a place that's untouchable I stepped out that zone once to find that y'all ain't trustable So now every new girl gotta suffer That's if I let her close enough to where I might cuff her Chances are I won't even if I really love her I'd rather spare the girl No, she'll be better with another Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, a, that's a hot little record. Right uh, there. Shout out to Trey Romel, oh, Vacancy. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that record. It it was a different spin on like love songs, right? In hip hop, and I like that one because it was talking about his inability to be emotionally available. Mm-hmm. And he did it in like a dope way. Are you laughing? <laughs> no, I mean, that's the truth. No, honestly, I like the offbeat. How many niggas are really emotionally? I'm sorry. A lot. No, no. A lot, bro. Because he got the the total voice. He got the delivery, the flow. But more important, it's the BPMs. That's radio. But uh, what else? I'm sorry. That's radio right there. Because anybody else could do the remix, screaming on it. There's a lot. What I was going to say was. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just asking a general question. And you sound like you believe that there are several. Yes. Jokers that are. Yes. Emotional. I've been one of them, yes. I knew it was a personal If you go through a situation with somebody and it's rough and then you get scarred like that and you go to another situation, you ain't gonna put all of you into that. You like, uh nah, I got to see nah man, you gotta chill. And then right. after a while, once you start to get over your own bullshit, then you can actually put yourself into the Bro. relationship. And he's saying that. He's like, I've been through some shit and you might be saying that I might be tough to love, but damn it, there's a reason. Like yeah. I this is the first time through. There's an explanation. This is the first time through. Bruh, the person who's arguing with you has been through this. <laughs> I, I know for a fact. We all have. No, no, no. You got to see it. But beyond that, what I heard was something that I don't know if he catches it while he's doing it because he's so young. Yo, there's a third level to this. If you really get it, it's like. Yo, I don't even know how I'm supposed to do this right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Which is it all in that's it, that's the real that's honesty the in it. We it's, all, it's all I don't know what I'm doing. Day-to-day. All I know is I feel like I'm trying course. to get this shit right. And it's speaking of uh having to deal with emotions and not knowing how to really uh Segway, how I to, feel it. How to deal with uh, yourself emotionally and how to how to conduct yourself when it comes to situations like that. Uh, Naomi Osaka. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure even if you don't keep up with tennis, you know Naomi Osaka because she's like Queen yes. Naomi. I mean, she's that is what it is. Balling out of control, earning every penny of it. Yes. Uh, earned, what was it? The number one. Number one. one. Was it? Let's, let's not throw out the numbers. The number let's talk one. about who she is and wh- what she's earned. 
And I don't mean that in terms of yeah, money. No, 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 no. no. Just There's specific. a reason why I'm saying this. No specifics. Just she's got Doctor Evil millions. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. That's yes. Fine. Okay. But again, I don't want it to be about that part first. At first, we need to talk about why. Take us through it because she has worked her ass off to be this person. Like this is the woman who grew up thinking, "Wow, I want to be Venus." Oh, my bad. I want to be Serena and has busted her ass to be this person who moved from Japan to be here in the States to be this person and work this hard. I don't want it to seem like somebody who was like, oh, yeah, I want to be fly like Kim Kardashian. And I don't mean that any disrespect to Kim. She going through her own thing. But really, it's no. Any. Anyway, there's a whole line yeah. about that that I can talk yeah. about later. But right now, she worked hard to be who she is. Like, all through her childhood. Absolutely. How did you get there? Hard work, dedication, at and at tennis. To be able to figure out, I can do this better than anyone. And then, conquered her god, or goddess. Yeah. Mm. Yep, she was able That's to actually. She was actually able to get to the <laughs> pinnacle of the sport that she dedicated her life to, and then at the pinnacle, said, "You know what? I need. I've been taking so much time in perfecting my craft and dedicating myself to this. I have to take a step back. Yeah, because for my mental health sake, I can't do this at this level with y'all in this vulnerable state." And that's an amazing thing about certain sports, golf and tennis. You are one-on-one. Because it's just you. Yeah, it's just you. You get a chance to, like, football, basketball. There's so many other people involved. I apologize. But you really have a chance to go against that person. It's not just, oh, we can do a pick and roll and get that person off of me. It's none of that. This is me and you. And she did that at, I want to say, 15, 16? I think it was 15. I think it was 15. 15. To be able to beat your idol at 15, and now she is 21? 23. Dude, I don't know how you feel about working out the rest of your life at that point. Yep. Fellas, I'm kind of all over the place with this one. Um, I, I I, I think a lot about this um jay brought this up earlier to me in the week and here's the deal um we emphasize mental health mm-hmm. and the priority of it being at the forefront of you know um we, we've learned so much about how you know debilitating it can be um that being said i also understand that there's an evolution to being a pro so the question is Thanks. the question is we're we're, we're kind of straddling a very dangerous fence Mm -hmm. um, where we're asking someone to, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say compromise their mental health, but kind of uh, fight through it um, as opposed to um, what does she evolve in? She's still 23 years old. So the scary part is, yes, we we have to recognize it at the forefront that this is where this individual Mm -hmm. is at this time. However, the, the scary part is we cannot set the precedence as a kind of an out. Mm. 
Because there is an evolution of a pro. Because that pro may ultimately become like a Colin Kaepernick, may become an activist down the road, may have something to say. So we don't want to kind of uh, cut off anything at the past. So I'm kind of torn in this. I do believe, though, at, at the forefront has to be Naomi's well-being and health. Yeah. But then we also have to come back to her and ask her in her evolution to, to be to be something different. This is the unfairness of greatness. We ask you to do two things. To be a normal human, human being who is relatable to all of us, and I'm saying this in terms of advertisement, in terms of caring, in terms of everything else. And then, like, we wake you up at four in the morning coming into France. Yes. Be a normal human being who will be accepting of friendship and loyalty from people who don't give a fuck about you and ignore all of that and just walk through and be this kind person all the time. And then on top of that, we ask you to be our premonition of what Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, right? Uh, I'll add in white people, Larry Bird and other people who are just cold hearted and killers. Mm hmm who just come out here and don't give a fuck about you when the game is on. Sure. We ask this duality to happen all at the same time, but in this case, we're dealing with a tennis player or a golfer. And in that situation, you're dealing with somebody who doesn't have to be 25, 21 years old. They can be children. Yes. And have to be put to the same test as adults who have taken losses and gains all along the way. Go on. I'm not ever going to say that <clears throat> she's not a killer. <clears throat> because to have that level of greatness means that you, you don't give a fuck about You're not a killer. You're a giant or a legend killer. Because remember, you you took down the Williams. Mm -hmm. You didn't take down a Williams. You took down the Williams. And much respect to both of them. <clears throat> But but my thing is that uh, I I have a hard time with people that assume that just because you have money and fame that your head space is right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they, they just think that 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 is you you are the best. You are the the pinnacle of your sport. You yes. make this amount of money. That means you sh you should have no emotional issues. You should have no mental issues. You should have no social. Your life is supposed to be perfect, perfect. based on how much money you make. <laughs> How many times do we need to say that that is bullshit? Completely. You know, like, it, it, it's it's wonderful to be the the pinnacle, but but you don't know what that indiv that individual is dealing with on any level. You know, so you can't relate to. Can you relate to being the, the number one tennis player in the world, but having some reservation about going and playing on the clay court because you don't think you're going to be to perform at the same level that you would on a, a hard court or, or, or another court that's not a clay court? Do, can you relate to having people in the media degrade or say that you can't be successful or, or talk down on your ability because they don't believe in what you can do and that you feel a certain way because of what these people are saying. It's just can can you relate to being number one at anything? At fucking anything. But because most people aren't even number one locally. You, you not, not in the world. You're not the best, let's say, uh, basketball player. 
You're the best basketball player on your block. But how many of them non-number ones have a fucking opinion about what that number one is? <laughs> Facts. And, and that's just, y'all just took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say that. that, 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 that. Then shut the fuck up and let us talk. Yeah. I'm just playing. I'm but playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, if you if you find yourself number one, it's it's, it's got to be overwhelming because again, that's the pinnacle. So now what, what now what do you do? And I think that's a new journey. And again, being that young, you have to experience some things. And I don't think it has to be treated in a, in in a perspective like it's what, what's wrong with her. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is my issue because you know what your you know what your issues are. So this is that's and, and more importantly, I want to say it's really kind of ridiculous. Like you, you think she became number one and, and and now makes all this this income and now she just want to quit. Like no, there's a reason. Like if, if I kind of have if I have to sit there and speak to you, then you know what? I, if I have to leave the game, then I'll I won't play this weekend. And so you have to put that into context. She was willing to not even play. To not have to talk. Mm-hmm. Come on now, Come, hello. Have y'all ever um have y'all ever had taken a day off from work just because you couldn't deal with the motherfucker? Have you ever had because you know <laughs> I had a situation and for so, anybody for anybody at my job listening to this I, I I love y'all y'all are cool with me but there have been days. Where I knew at work, like I got one coming. I need a mental health day because something you did that you're supposed to do pissed me off. Somebody handed me some files. Mm-hmm. I said they handed it to me. I'm like, this motherfucker's gonna hand me some files. And in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, why am I getting mad? They supposed to hand me these files. You know what? I need a day. I need a day. Nothing happens, you know. In particular, I just feel like I needed that. And sometimes these athletes, we feel like you know, you're supposed to be superhuman. You're paid. You're the best. You're not supposed to need this. And like, nah, motherfucker, they human too. So three, three quick things. One, that person doesn't know easy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, like I, I, want put, I want you to put all these things in, in perspective. That person doesn't know easy. Second thing. Naomi Nasaka worked hard and didn't know what her uh, the people who would be against her while she was growing up and doing these things. And the third thing is uh, Simone Biles. Okay. Be on respect and look out for someone who is 24 who is 24 years old who has already accomplished more than three people in the everyone but three people in the world. Well, I'm sorry, other than two people in the world because she's the most accomplished gymnast in the world. You never know who your ops are going to be when you attempt to be great. That's and a fact. you attempt to be something that is so large that you have no idea when you're in... These are people in the middle of their lives. This isn't LeBron James having a crisis of conscience because he got knocked out of the first round in the for the first time in his life. That man's good. That man has a whole life around him, a wife, kids, a legacy, yeah, a legacy, everything. And people going to be like, "Oh, see, he's never going to be Jordan." He can look at them and be like, "What did you accomplish?" Bitch, I'm LeBron. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Bitch, I'm LeBron. These are essentially children. And I yes. want to put that in perspective. For what they have done, they are excellent. But emotionally, you're dealing with children yeah. who are learning greatness without a tether to a real life that they can pull back on and say, 
mom, what should I do here? I don't her know. mom, her dad, <laughs> I don't know. whatever they are, cannot tell her what they are supposed to do. Yep. That goes for Naomi. That goes for Gabby. That goes for Naomi. For uh, Simone. Yeah, I be feeling the same way when my daughter comes to me and asks me about math. Math. I totally agree with everything everyone's saying. And from a media standpoint, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, there is a certain uh, need or desperate need for the candid reactions from athletes after certain sporting events. We go back to, say, uh, who the Jim Moore says playoffs. Um, the, these kind of meltdown. Or you like that from or, 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 that, that, or, or, yeah. or, 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 or even or like even that one or, or, or even Allen Iverson saying, you know, practice. We talk about practice. Well, these were genuine emotions that I think that sports needs. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't like it at the expense of someone who comes out and tells you right. that. I'm emotionally torn about this, right. and we got to find a medium. But sports is going to have to have some candid. So it's, it's just such a fine balance that we got to figure out where's that medium mm-hmm. because we do need some kind of some candid reactions. We do need some things that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I I respect the fact that um, she was confident enough to even say it. Yeah. <clears throat> to bring mm-hmm. it to the forefront. Um, I hope that it's a bigger picture involved uh, from her because I, I can't say that I'm in agreement with the way that it came about. Okay? Sure. The the fact that you waited to get here is between the second and third rounds, and then this become a, becomes an issue. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right, <clears throat> but I'm also not saying is there is there really a such thing as what the perfect time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if you feel a certain way. Then you should be entitled, regardless of what the circumstances or the timing is, to say, "This is how I feel." Yeah, exactly. And that's all the woman did. So, but you guys, or the the at the time, I guess the, the French press decided mm-hmm. that it was disrespectful that she wasn't going to be available to them. Right. And I commend her for saying that it's too much for me to be in front of you guys. I'd rather step away from the tournament altogether. And not be a distraction. And not be a distraction. Absolutely. But amazingly, you still have people that have a problem. This, at the end of the day, this is I get it. This I is get entertainment, it. dog. This is I get entertainment. It. This yeah. is an entertainer that's here. It's... When, when when you listen, it makes me think about the gladiator scene when Joe is yelling. Are you are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> She's done. I'm the number one player in the world. Absolutely. I've done everything I can to make sure that all of y'all know that I am the best at what I do. So now that I have a problem, rather than support me and say I appreciate everything that you've done, you gonna shit on me? Why is it that now that I've said what I said, it even matters? It, what? Why does it even matter? It doesn't take away from her greatness, it, it, right? It, it, doesn't still, from, yeah. it doesn't take away. She's still number one in the fucking whatsoever. world. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. And, and I would rather, in a situation like this, we've seen athletes have situations where they have emotions build up and mentally unstable, unstable and, and going through things and they do shit where it's like, wow, where the hell did this come from? I would rather somebody, even if the timing is bad, for me. And there's no bad time for somebody going through something uh, mentally, emotionally. There's no bad time. It's just 
when it needs to happen, it's gonna happen. I would rather you do this now than try to fight through this. You can't. It's not like a, a leg injury or a knee injury where you can fight through it. You can't fight through mental illness. You have to deal with it. I'd rather her do this now than have some kind of a breakdown and then the media pounce on that and Absolutely. eat it like some fucking sharks. And that, which is what they really would like. Wait, yeah. so when I say why does it matter? I mean why why are y'all even taking the time to do this when you know y'all don't really care about this girl? Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by yeah, why but, does but, it matter? Yeah. Okay. All right. First and foremost. We already know why. Because they have nothing yes. better to talk about in her fucking sport than her. And she's but, no, Hold up, hold up. But she's beyond, number one. Oh, but that's what I want to clarify. She's not number one. She's actually the number two player in the world. And the only reason that that matters, that I even bring that up, is because and don't nobody right, give right. a fuck about who's playing when Serena ain't playing. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody give a fuck who's playing when Tiger ain't playing. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what number they are in the world. Mm-hmm. They are the motherfucking draw. Yes. So I just wanted to specify that so everyone could understand. Hold on, hold on. She's number one. Grossing income exactly. for, for a female exactly. athlete. That's what I'm going yeah. so to I know what you meant. She makes more money than the number one. I don't even know. She's number two in the rankings of playing. Exactly. But she's number one in rankings of making yeah, earnings. I don't, I don't even know. No, she, she makes more. He was asking who's number no, one. I, I want to clarify. It, it doesn't matter. It does. It does matter. You're right. You're right. It does matter. But in the in between, what I was trying to say was we have to understand what weight we carry mm-hmm. and it's not just about excellence people have to understand that you carry this same weight when you're on the corner of Alabama Avenue mm-hmm. you carry this same weight whether you're on 125th Street there is a weight that goes along with whatever you deem to be who you are supposed to be and who you are well, yeah. so you, and you have to understand how to walk in that light because a lot of people just don't know how to carry their own weight. But we got this, we have an addiction to drama. We have mm-hmm. a real sure. addiction to drama. Don't say drama people because don't. drama belittles people's feelings. And I don't mean that to stop you. Drama in, in, its, in its layman's term and meaning that the, 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 the basic individual in this world is drawn to what happened? What's going on? And they tried to make this into something. Sure. And and because ultimately, that's what I was trying to say. Like, you're, you're not focused on, is she going to be okay? Have you heard no, that no. part? Have you heard that? No. Is she going to no. be okay? And, that, and that's nope. my problem with it. You, nope. you feel me? That's nope. my that's problem. That's what I mean. They don't care about her. This is about that paper. They yep. worried about Rolex and Mercedes and everybody who's the sponsors. Yep. Getting enough people in the seats. To, like SKG said, watch the people that matter. And um, just real quick, uh, she... she did say that she needed time for her mental health, and I don't want to kind of, I don't want to go off topic, um, but I just wanted to make sure that I reiterated to everyone that Naomi is not a sleepwalker. No. And what I mean by sleepwalker is the opposite of woke. I know what you mean. She's not a sleepwalker. Mm-mm. This young woman uh, wore face masks to honor Elijah McClain, mm-hmm. Ahmaud Arbery, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, Philando Castile. Tamir Rice, she wore these on the court for millions of people to watch and to bring attention to this. So the fact that she is, oh, and I know year. everybody who's listening to this, everybody in this room, yes. if you're not a sleepwalker, you know that extra level of um, the extra level of pressure that you feel when you because you spectrum. because you're not sleep. I don't yes. want to say the other words. Yes. You're yes. not sleep. There's an extra. There's an extra level. So when you have that extra level, you think differently. So when you think differently, there's mm-hmm. extra pressure added onto you. She intentionally 
took steps to follow her queen, Say it. which was Serena. Say it. That already had taken these steps, crip walking on these motherfuckers in England. <laughs> and I want you to know, she stood on those legs and said, I want to be that, but also I want to beat that. That's heart. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. I just want to say, if tennis is more important than mental health, then this ain't the conversation for you to begin with. <laughs> you got me. Step. You got me fucked up. Step. Um, so speaking of conversations, I wanted to make sure that we uh, spoke on this young lady. I always, uh, I have a special place in my heart for anybody at this age that is socially aware enough to do the things she did and to make sure that mental health is at the forefront because like Hex said, a lot of y'all don't really give a fuck about how she's doing as a person. Y'all just mad because she ain't there to make y'all extra money. Um, speaking of people who feel that way, who deserve their own special award, uh, we have our own award that we like to give. The, <laughs> the FTG Award. Irv, take us away. Yeah, so, so uh, another lovely segue. I just want to say, <laughs> I feel like we need horns. I'm trying to get like my. Do we need horns or something like, like some Kanye music or something? My, to let this. I in? think it's un, it's it's unfortunate that um, there's a segment of society that mental illness isn't a big deal to them, especially mm. when it's mental illness amongst minority or minorities uh, uh, uh women minorities. Mm. So it, this week my FTG uh, honoree is Piers Morgan. Oh. Hold up. First uh, explain oh. what the FTG is. Yes, FTG is the fuck that guy award. Thank right? you. So that means we don't give a fuck about what you're talking about or what you're saying and that you disrespecting us totally by <laughs> Your ignorance. Yes. Okay, you should see confetti in your earphones <laughs> right now. So this guy decided, and, and the, the reason why he got the award this week because this is the second time that he decided that uh, um, a minority woman of color's mental health was not good enough for him. My, my, I still haven't figured out who the fuck this motherfucker is supposed to be. Yeah, that he's able to make judgment on somebody else's mental health. And just to bring everybody up to speed, this is the same guy that when Meghan Markle said that she was indeed. having issues with her mental yep. health by oh. how the English press was dealing with he had an opinion of how she was supposed to deal with it, and it was belittling of her and the pressure that she was under in her position. And basically called her a liar. Yeah. That she was in. I wish she told so, the truth. Lo and behold, we have another woman of color in a similar situation that's explaining how she feels about her mental health. And this bitch motherfucker decides that he has another opinion about this lady. Now, this is the same coward-ass... This is the same dude that was on TV live and when a person of color asked him about what he was saying about Meghan Markle, this bitch nigga got up and walked off of his own fucking show's mm. set. Mm. But you can't have a con we, we can't have a conversation with you on your own show that you can't sit. You gotta get up, walk off set, but we can't talk. You can talk about these black ladies like shit ain't shit. You know it's what just saying? my opinion. It, it, it's just you. You tough enough to have an opinion about them, but when somebody got an opinion about you, you got to get up and walk off of your own fucking show. We see that now. We see the people, the talking heads. Not to get off subject. We see these talking heads that make a living off of having opinions about people and having hurtful opinions about people. When the light gets shined on them. All of a sudden, it's like, oh. No, it's, it's like cold here. water on Seinfeld. You get shrinkage. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to bring up one thing. 
See, when Irv get popping, I just want to turn into MC too big. It just turned into go, go MC, go MC, go, go MC, go MC, go. Oh, so I just want you to get right back into that same energy you was in. Go MC, go. I, I just want to say that it's it's unfortunate that this this gentleman. Why, why can't why can't you why can't you direct your energy to people of your hue? Why is it always or or gentlemen of your hue or your? Why is it some? Uh, it, it looks like you always want to pick on somebody that isn't your own size. It's called punching down. It's called punk ass bitches. That's it, and and not, only, not only that, these motherfuckers who do this, they know. Who, they know what writes their checks, and I said that the way that I, I didn't say that wrong. They know what writes their check. Now, who writes their checks? They know what writes their checks, and he knows that he if he goes at them the right way, then all of a sudden the people who look at him and who say, "Oh, you know, I value his opinion for whatever fucking reason," are going to click. And they're going to view, and they're going to like, and that's how he makes his money. And we got to stop that shit. That shit cannot fly. That that, that shit should be dead. Wonderful segment. Wonderful award winner. I had like four or five oh people. It was just the FTG award winner. We need to start getting personal too. This one dude cut me off in traffic. We'll talk about that later. He should have gotten the award too. We'll talk about that later. Don't worry about it. That might have been a little bit you too. You talking about Travis? Then that might be a little bit Fuck too much. Travis. That motherfucker tried to turn left and the right. We'll get, we'll, 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 we'll yeah. get into that later. Uh, we got a whole another segment. This has been wonderful. Another FTG award winner that completely deserved it. Fuck that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Hex, give me one. U D K. Be your man Girl, you 
Yes, sir. Ah. Oh, man. Um, I'm so glad we didn't talk about anything on this man, listen, interlude. Yeah, if y'all, man, the okay. conversations that we be having, <laughs> Lord have mercy, <laughs> it's pay-per-view quality. I trust you, please believe. <laughs> Mind y'all business. Um, so we up on the last segment. It's been a wonderful pod. Uh, first of all, oh, before we even get to the segment, uh, real quick, the pandemic is almost over. Okay. We're in the which pandemic are you talking about? The COVID pandemic. Oh, it's I like thought you were talking a, about cicadas. I, I, I that agree with that shit part. is not over. I do not believe in the pandemic That's a couple being months. months. Yeah, come on. I think we're in, in the fourth July. quarter. Yeah, we're, in, we're in the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter. <laughs> Nigga, uh, I expect to take another shot in fucking no, November. What <laughs> 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 you talking about? You talking about they come out with these, they got these, these COVID there remixes be, and shit. There will be a type 2BC that I will have to take a shot But th- things are opening up. And I'm good with that. Um... So shout out to everybody who is uh, who has put their mask on. Shout out to everybody who Indeed. felt comfortable enough and informed enough to get the shot. People who have been doing what they need to do to keep other people safe. Uh, y'all are great. And everybody in this room who yeah. respects one another. All vaccinated. Yes. No, but I mean, yeah. respects each yes. other enough to talk about it, talk through it, because we didn't all agree when it first started, mm-hmm. sure. but we all we did the re- to, we to did the, the research and figured out what was best for and us, and we did our how thing. To make everyone is there anything is there anything from the uh, COVID protocols? And I saw this on TV, so I'm asking the question: Is there anything from this uh, pandemic that we're going through that y'all feel like we need to take into the future? I think everything we should have been doing. Yes, I really think, and I know. Um, no, no, go ahead. Jumping the the cause, but everything that your grandma who thought that you might have caught like anything from uh what's the right word um from from any type of uh magic magic or witchcraft <laughs> everything that she ever said is exactly why we should have done. Wash your hands three times, baby. Go ahead and make sure you do this. Throw that salt over your shoulder. I don't give a yeah. fuck about the salt part, yeah. but everything else, it was everything we should have been doing all the time. COVID has showed me how filthy some people are. Thank you. It's shown me like the difference in hygiene. Because I thought, to be honest with you, I thought everybody was like me and mine. I was like, you know, you wash your hands after every time you go into the bathroom, when you leave the bathroom, you always cover your face. That ain't the case. That's not, the, that's, that's not, and I found that out. I'm looking at people now through the pandemic like, oh, you nasty. Oh, oh shit. Oh, you too. Oh shit. <laughs> so I'm more aware of that now. So that awareness I'm going to definitely take. Outside of the of the pandemic, yeah, you know Kirk ain't never washed his hands every time he came out, <laughs> out the bathroom at work. Bro. But man, just the the fragility of life, man, how fragile it is, and how no none of us are immune to yeah. understanding that tomorrow is not promised. If you don't take that away from this, yeah. um, and just being able just to hug your loved ones and tell them you love them in a basic cookout setting, in a basic anything that we otherwise took for granted, man, I'm glad it's back. Because especially being from a West Indian um, background, I mean, 
communal community is everything. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't take that from this, then something, how, yeah, something's how, wrong. The power life not on. Yeah, how important it is to just for community. Yeah. Hey, Irv. He gonna use that West Indian thing for like forever, right? forever, right? forever. I just want to know, know, know my curry goat, my rice. I was about to say, <laughs> I ain't seen no rice and peas since we started. My, uh, my thing is that uh, uh, us as a country, if we all had to move in the same direction together, we've gone out of our way to show that we can't do that. You know, yes. it's, it's really fucked up. We we had a right. fucking pandemic where everybody should have been on the same page, yep. and we had our highest levels of leadership going out of their way yes. to misinform our entire society, bro. Yes. So how is it if there was something that was serious enough for all of us to have to move as one? Will we be able to do that? No. Oh, no. No. Tucker Carlson sat up there on Fox News and told y'all that. Hey, you know, wearing a mask is kind of akin to what he say, Hex. It was Jim Crow, motherfucker. Go on, Hex. Go on, because I know you got this. Stop yeah, holding Hex. back. Go, 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 go. Stop holding back, Hex. Go ahead, man. I'm lo- I'm I'm a, I'm gonna fucking okay. lost. No, no, no way. I'll take it. No I'll take it. Tom Carson was like, "Oh, this is akin to." Uh, Southern racism. Jim Crow. Jim Crow. He said Jim Crow specifically. Yes. He did say that. And the wording of it is so inflammatory. But he meant this. He needed to get this off his chest to say, (laughs) I just want to make sure that I tell you something that'll get you so inflamed that you'll ignore the rest of the things that come on for the next three hours. Right. So let me just get this off. This is like Jim Crow. (laughs) <laughs> because you can't walk around here and not have a mask on and because of that we are damning your your lives and your abilities to walk around as free Americans mm-hmm. you're a fucking bastard man yeah he. I was really hoping he was going to get the FTG award. I was rooting for. I was, I was rooting for that. I am not. He, 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 a worthy candidate. The year is not over. The year is not over. I called Vegas. The odds. <laughs> I had to play really him. But, but he, I was, that up. he was three to one. Hell yeah. Um. So speaking of feeding people bullshit. Oh like shit! I, say, I don't know where this is going. Uh. So last was it last Friday? They, That's they right, voted on the January 6th commission. Okay. They were like, are we yeah. going to have it? Are we not? No. Are we going to investigate these motherfuckers who actually tried to run up in the Capitol and take our lives? And eh. Racism or not? Did it even happen? Did it even happen? Hex, take a thought. Uh, it's just unfortunate, like I said, when we finished, we wrapped the podcast last week, and I thought, man, I forgot they had a vote today. They did. And they next did. you know, we found out, yeah, they voted. And they decided there's nothing to see here. <laughs> and and one of the, the biggest arguments they're yelling is, let's just move America forward. It happened. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we can kind of agree. Yes. People got a, they got a little out of line. And let's just let it go. Mm. You know, and, and if we, we if I can just keep repeating that, then won't we just do that? And it, it was simply tourism going awry. And and more importantly, where they can just, just they are showing you who is in charge of what committees? That's when we start. We we need to put together a little little pegboard on the wall, and so we can kind of play like how on the how the, the police officers are trying to break down the, the cartel. Mm-hmm. That's how we need to do. We need to get to the point where we can figure out okay, who's on what committee that makes what do what. 
that can block that vote if they need to. We need to figure out how this chess game is being played. And, and that way we can, again, that way we get back to our voting part and, and arming the people to know, okay, what we need is we need a guy right there. You know, once we know how to play the game, we can play. We yeah. got someone on that committee. I understand. Yeah. They're just going to move the goalposts, though. Yeah, we, we've been exactly. doing this for years, man. Yeah. Y'all, y'all give us the rules. Mm-hmm. You tell us how we're supposed to play. We play the game your way better than you play it. Yep. And then you change the motherfucking rules. Yeah, play, we've been doing this yeah. for centuries now, bro. They're yeah. playing petty ball. And, 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 you know, we have to. I like that. We, petty they, they're petty, petty, petty ball. And we have to accommodate that. We have to accommodate to that because not we don't have to stoop down to that level, but we got oh you're going to play it we got to meet them there and then kind of show them what it what it really means to be bigger. It's it's like even with uh, going back to the first segment with uh, with the massacre in Greenwood, mm-hmm. it's like we're going to segregate y'all to this one part, mm-hmm. and lo and behold. The universe says, you know what? I'm going to put y'all over this thing and make y'all a ton of money. And it's like, oh shit, wait a we segregate them over there. Y'all not supposed to thrive. Shit. That's y'all not never, supposed to thrive. That's, 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 not, that's not what we meant. When we, we segregate, shit, we got to do something. All right, fuck it. We're going to do heinous atrocities to these motherfuckers. They change it. They yeah. make the rules. They put us in the game. We win the game with the ankle, the extra ankle weights on. And they say, shit, you know what? We're going to change the rules. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Change, we're going to change the maze and do it again. And that's because guess what happens? They're not trying to share this pie. Because the fear is, just as they initially said when we first were free, we couldn't have a gun. They are afraid that they, the sins of their fathers <laughs> Will. are going to come, man. Yes. And and I don't blame them, but it's but you did it. But <laughs> see, when, when we have these votes that are happening right now and everybody goes, I can't believe we can't get seven people to act decent and act like what happened last week. Like, we had five police officers die. Those are human beings. Those are Americans. If they would have been in, in, in the Navy SEAL, they would have stopped the news at the end, put the flag up. Hashtag flags. New music, soften the music and would have told you about Sergeant so-and-so. Who sacrificed and from what city he came from? These people did the same thing, protecting right, the citizens right, and guns. All right, but let's look at that. And they let him get away with it. This is one problem that we have as black people. We have to look at people from the other side as well, because we don't have the advantage of being able to wait for our turn. So when I say certain things, please don't take it like I'm saying, "Oh, well, black people shouldn't be right or righteous." No, we just got to take control sometimes. And there are times when, like this, it's just wrong. It's going to be wrong. And we have to simply take our advantage when it happens. And sometimes that has to do with mood swings of the country, of the world. When it swings our way, take all advantage, cut all strings, cut everything that they have around us. And then when we come back, it's just like, well, we're here. My yeah, bad. I actually agree with that. Did I, I agree, yeah, did did I agree? agree? Yeah. Did I I agree with you along that. the way? I agree. I, I apologize. We have, uh, to get that inst- we, have, we have to get that instinct. And I don't think that we have that. I think the instinct of go along to get along is ingrained in us. And it's ta- it takes a lot. Irish, even, I, I don't want to... Uh, just simply put the Chinese into that, even though they were a large part of that when it came to the railroads. I just want to say the Asians, we have to be as cutthroat as them 
but also as maniacal when it comes to holding on to our own. Mm. And that's not about them being mean to anyone else, harmful to anyone else. Even though some of that is true at different points in life. It is about, at some point, we have to find a way to get through the Jim Crow mentality that has been through all of us to say, we're just going to choose to be about ourselves. And we have to be, I like the word you said, uh, we have to be maniacal. We have to be maniacal with the fact that we're not going to let the truth slip away. No, indeed. Because they're not going to give us the truth and, and truthful information in the settings that we're supposed to get them in. They're not going to give us truthful information. Unfortunately, they're fighting not to give it to us in schools. So we have to give this information like we're giving on this podcast, like your uncle or, 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 or your, your aunts or your great-grandmother, whoever will tell you a story. The first time I heard about uh, Black Wall Street was from my great-grandmother. She told me about it, mm-hmm. and yes. it didn't it didn't completely sink in because I was I mean I you was young. like free <laughs> yeah but that was the, that was the first time she told me about it mm-hmm. and then over time then I started to hear about it so when you get a chance to get information from your elders not your olders because olders are and the motherfuckers on the corner that's, that that ain't worth shit they talk I'm talking about your elders when you get information from your elders don't just look at it and be like eh, all right whatever listen there are yes. there are elders and then there are tarnished. And they aren't the same. I call them olders. I, I, I don't care who you get your information from. You need you to make the, right. the effort to do the fucking research Facts. yourself. Yes. Facts. You shouldn't make the, no, it shouldn't be no somebody told me such and such and such. Right. Somebody told you and then I went and did the research to find out whether or not what I was told was factual information. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and the climate has to be uncomfortable. For a minute, see people want to say, "How can we patch this up? How can we, we're not there yet?" That has for change. We, for the ch- climate being uncomfortable means that we're trying to enact change. Mm-hmm. Sure, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it needs that. to be that it's going to the temperature is going to be that at that level for X amount of time. So don't ask me how do we wrap it up because you're not going to put a band aid on a on a gash. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. you know okay. because okay. so great. All right, so let's be clear about one thing. Our job is never to patch it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in any type of disrespectful way. I want everyone to understand what I'm saying. We are here to fix us. Yeah. We are here to deal with systemic issues that are not a fix. These are things about growing us in the right way. Mm-hmm. It is not possible to fix something in a generation. That's not what it is. You can't get over 500 years and fix that in a generation. So I don't want to, and I'm not picking on you. I'm not picking on anyone. I want everyone to understand what I'm saying. This is systemic. It has been around. It is ingrained in our DNA at this point. It is ingrained in America's DNA at this point. It's not fixable in a certain way. It's simply about us taking the steps that allow us to move forward in a generational and better way. So I agree with what you're saying. What you're saying is it's going to take, it's not going to be an outward fix, but it's going to be a more internal fix, which is going to take, but don't, in, in the process of us healing or trying to get to a place, the stench 
of what's out there is out there. Don't ask us to clean up the stench. We got to go within. And that, and that stench is still going to be there, and you got to smell it. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. But but if you're trying to fix it, you already know that you can't deal with what's out there. Well, you not gotta, not, not, us, not us. Not us. No. They, they, but they, you, they're going to have to still smell the stench that's there. We have to internalize. And but you can't ever look clean or smell clean to anyone else until they already don't know. Oh, when I see them, yes, that's I agree. supposed to stick. Yeah, Look, and that's not about them. That's about us dealing with our shit. And then beyond that, we have to infiltrate them in a way that they don't even know that we're taken across the lines. Go ahead. Completely agree with everything stated, but the point needs to really be: they decided not to even have a commission to investigate whether or not the insurrection even transpired. They just unveiled and decided to give some props, some credit to those who survived and acknowledged the horrific events of Tulsa a hundred years later. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, if anything, we gotta pay attention, man. This is real. They can do what they want to do and you not gonna do anything about it yeah it's, it's this is it's not the, this is not going to be an easy fix and you're not going to be able to go to institutions who are profiting off of your pain and expect them to heal you if they won't punish these people for what they've done let's stop acting like there's a there's a mechanism this is the same thing this is that this never happened and it's 100 years later this never happened let it go. So what? We kill a few people. But who are doing the killing? The same people who did the killing before. Yeah. And we were just talking about off 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 on off pod oh, like, about like all the other massacres that took place besides Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I and I and I uh, asked people, please look into those additional stories. Please look into those stories. Email us some of the stories if you if in whatever other events you can share with us that are like that like that Tulsa story. Because again, there's some things that are out there that are stated even during that film about cities that went through some similar things. But they yeah. say there's a hundred. What's that email? Again, info at udkpodcast.com. Yes, my man. Y'all can go to udkpodcast.com and get info. the lowdown and info. All the info on us, the AAU, on uh, the, everything about us, the Discord, everything about us. You can get all the information, udkpodcast.com. It's up. It's official. We in the building. We got a website. Yeah. We got a website. Yes. I, I, just want to, I just want a perspective a little bit here, right? We only got two uh, uh, political parties in this country, right? We have a political party. One of those two is dedicated on misinforming you <clears throat> they are dedicated to lying to you they are dedicated to acting like uh one six never even occurred as a matter of fact they are so dedicated that they want to tell you that there were black lives matter and antifa people that that Mind provided an insurrection mm-hmm. and went <laughs> And put the the lives of our representatives and senators in jeopardy. And these same representatives and senators are willing to absolve all of those people who put their lives in jeopardy by saying that this is something that is a liberal myth, something that progressives are just completely mm-hmm. making up. Right. And if, if this is 
something that everybody has seen firsthand in person now. You saw it live on TV, bro. Facts. If you don't think they're going to tell you the truth about that, <laughs> then there's no way in the world they're going to tell you the truth about anything. If we can't admit and find a truth for both sides to agree on in between, how are we ever supposed to be able to solve any problems that we have or disagreements that I, we have from one I side go, to the other? I would go further. I would say that we have one group that has lied to us for decades, that has manipulated us and sent us astray for a long ass time. And then we have the GOP. And we have those groups of people who have looked down upon us as people who could be made to be the devil, uh, harmful, non-human and of people who could be harmful to anyone who they could come in contact with. And then we have another group who is dancing with daisies, who believes that if we just do things right, it'll go right. And none of these people are in tune with what human nature is actually about. Yeah, I like, um, <clears throat> I like, uh, there was a thing that we had from one of the earlier pods. Um, I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative. I'm ethical. And I really love that. Uh, we are up on it. It's been a great pod. Actually, I don't want to cut you off. Is this your- I want to make sure that people are clear. It is time to get out there and vote. Fact. I'm going to tell you something. They run in a couple of commercials. These are the voting times that matter. If y'all up here talking about what's going to get done in the neighborhood, what's going to get done in your city, I know y'all just turning away from the commercials because it's commercial time and you got the remote and you can watch something else. Local means more. Are you paying attention to who's running for governor in Mm -hmm. your state? Are you paying attention to who's running for attorney general, attorney general, lieutenant governor, a a sheriff in your town? Indeed. Again, they didn't put all those little pit, those little flags aren't in the ground. So every every time you turn the corner, you you have to pay attention. That's they're not doing that on purpose. It's the one that matters. So control is what is what's up for stakes, and there's a reason why they're not promoting this like they do the buffoon show they do for the presidency. Yeah. Yep. Uh, voting is important. Tuesday, Virginia. Just stand up. Facts. We in there. Uh, Jay Jones. Jay Jones. Jay Jones. Yeah, we appreciate that's who I, Jay yeah, that's, Jones. That's who I'm, I'm throwing my way behind. Jay Jones, Jay Jones, Jones dope. Did we Attorney say Jay Jones? Jones? Yes. <laughs> Jay Attorney Jones. General, Jay Jones. Uh, we appointed. Wonderful pod. As always, uh, we can get through our shout outs. Heck, shout outs. Uh, shout out to everybody who's paying attention. Shout out to everybody who's trying to make us do something uh, bigger and better. Because um, that matters, you know, to keep us keep us moving forward. And uh, but we're not doing it for the attention. We hope we're doing it for some growth. Yeah, Irv, shout out, shout out to all the Tulsa survivors. Yes, and to um, all of those that follow them with their, their their ancestors or whatever you want to call them. You know, shout shout out. <coughs> excuse me. Shout out to their longevity for making sure that this is something that stayed in the public spotlight. Um, that is something that to this day, a hundred years later, regardless of how much we tried, some people tried to wash this under the rug, that we still keeping it a um, hundred. That we still making sure that people are aware of what we've gone through and what has happened and has been brought upon us and that it never leaves our ethos. KG, shout out. 
Shout out to everybody who refuses to be whitewashed. Shout out, shout out to everyone who is Native American and doesn't let America forget that you're not actually Native American. You're just people who were here before somebody labeled you. Shout out to everyone who rocks with us because we try to be right every time. And some people just want to make you feel good. Yep. Irv, you got another time? Yeah, I, I forgot. Last weekend, I, I didn't get to mention it because it was prior to us coming up. Last weekend was my wife's birthday. Is her happy birthday? Shout out to my missus, baby. I love you. Thank you for all your happy support birthday. over the years. Yes, yes. love her to the death. day we die. Yes, that's how we talk to her today. Jr. Shout, shout out, shout out, out Jay Jones, Jay Jones, Jay yes. Jones. Shout out, and I wanted to say a special shout out to the maestro today. I know. I, I know. I know. He 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 doesn't like the compliments sometimes, or, or, or he doesn't. But here's the deal. He can't he's, do nothing about it. Right he, now. He's a catalyst. He starts off this thing. He gets it going. He keeps us in the mix. And and I know. And I'm gonna keep it brief because I know he's gonna send us off in the right way. But shout out to the maestro man. I appreciate you. You're my brother. And at the end of the day. Keep us energized. Keep us going. And keep yeah. us moving forward. And, and, and keep talking because if you if the longer you do it, the less he can cut us out. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's oh, it, man. Uh, shout out to my brothers. Uh, I'm blessed to have y'all. That's what I'll say. Um, shout out to anybody who understands they need to have their own information and not rely on anybody else to keep them informed. Even us. There are things we may miss that you know. You need to spread it to somebody. Spread it to us. Info at UDKpodcast.com. Email us and let us know. But don't rely on institutions or anybody else to do the research for you. Do it for yourself. I shout out to you. Um, in addition to that, shout out to anybody who has ever listened to this podcast. Shout out to anybody listening to this podcast. Shout out to anybody who has bookmarked this podcast. I'm going to listen to it later. was like, oh shit, this shit is dope. They sent it to somebody else. They listened to it. Like, oh shit, this shit is dope. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we're going to do this again next week because y'all can't get rid of us. Hex, give me one. You D. Let's get lost in Los Angeles. We ain't even really got a plan to trip. Just book a flight out there, spend a night out there before you know, might start a new life. I dare you get lost. Yeah, get lost. Uh, let's get lost in Los Angeles. The weather there is awesome. The cannabis is so strong. Even if it ain't an earthquake, we still feel the planet shift. Sunset color of Mandarin. Orange is orange, you glad that you follow me here. Right here. Shit, we should get a one-way So we ain't gotta fly back We can chip in and buy flat Throw a bunch of parties where the stars come through Everything we dream, make it all come true Chief and outside with an awesome view See the sun rising, it dawned on you This is the type of thing that I never could imagine Back when I wasn't this tall or cool Now it's all on you <laughs> Am I fooling myself? Am I fooling myself? Guess that's how it is When they say you can't do it, then you do it yourself But it's only half true Got a loyal ass crew and a few of them help But it's still no vacay Bustin' like an 8K, a vacay By the daybreak, back when I couldn't catch a break Niggas wouldn't even say break.